I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, for years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote. Again, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Alyssa where she's going to talk about how to live and work abroad permanently. Hi Alyssa, how are you? I'm doing good. Sorry if it's a bit noisy. I'm in my apartment in Mexico and it's up time. <laughs> well, she is definitely a digital nomad and, you know, this is how it is sometimes. But Lisa, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. I guess you could say I live a bit of an offbeat life because I have been a digital nomad for the last 10 years now, living abroad and remotely and all over the world for eight of those years. So I have not actually lived in the United States or in one place for that long. But recently, now that my brand has become successful, I have luckily, gratefully been able to buy my first home. And I have done so in Tulum in Mexico. That is amazing. I love that. And you've been doing this for what, over like a decade now, and you've been a successful influencer, travel blogger. And it's kind of incredible to to meet someone who can say, hey, I did this. It's realistic. If you work hard, if you are smart enough to, to do the right thing, take risks, you can actually make this into a sustainable lifestyle. And one of the things that you're able to do is live and work abroad and you're doing it permanently because now you bought your own space. So can you take us through that process? Because for me, I mean, I'm in New York and I'm like, I'm intimidated by that because especially if it's like a country or culture that I don't know, there's a lot of like aspects of it that I'm just like, oh my gosh, how do you do that? So for you, how did you make that transition to now be a permanent resident of Mexico? Well, I definitely know that it is a scary concept, especially for people that live in the U.S. or really any country, because it's not like super, super common that people just randomly move somewhere to another country unless it's for work or for like someone you meet that you fall in love with, which to be honest, I always said that I was going to choose where I was going to live based on where I like fell in love with someone, which kind of kind of happened, but didn't. I I chose here first and then I met someone. Um, But anyway, so it is a scary concept, especially since people are like, well, I don't know what the government situation is like. What if they'll take away my property? Like, is it safe? Is it legitimate? Um, What is going to happen with the taxes? Like, how am I going to see my friends and family? There's so many questions. Um, But right now, to be honest with you, I'm the one who's getting questions about how I did it because a lot of people are, are unhappy with things that are going on in the United States and they want to actually like leave like I did. 
So I'm not going to lie, that meme going around that was like, oh, if Trump wins presidency, I'm moving out of America. Um, I actually did that. So um, <laughs> I did. It, I did. So when he went into office, I was like, nope, I'm not going to visit anymore. Um, that was the true the true nomadicness because I was out of the United States so often that I, don't, I didn't even have to pay taxes there anymore, which has been really nice. Um, so anyway, I'll just briefly go over a few things, com- common questions that I get starting with the basics. So people always ask me about healthcare. I purposely don't live in the United States because I don't want to pay for the healthcare there. Insurance is insane. Insurance rates are insane. And I work for myself and I have employees. So I can't afford to buy my own healthcare and buy my employees healthcare, which is why I have remote workers. I don't have an office. I don't have them working for me. So if I don't have healthcare in the United States and something happens to me, it's also so expensive that I wouldn't be able to afford it, which is why I stay in other countries. In Mexico, even if I don't have insurance, I can at least pay out of pocket. You know, like I have a doctor's appointment on, on Friday and it's like $40. I go to the dentist and it's like full teeth cleaning and bleaching for like $150. Wow. But on top of it, I have a nomad insurance anyway. It's called Safety Wing and it's specifically for nomads, digital nomads and expats. And you can get it to cover your basic medical, dental, things like that. But it also covers emergencies um, and it includes your travel insurance as well. So I'm covered healthcare wise. It's a lot a lot easier, especially like if I need a prescription for something, I don't even have to go to a doctor here. You can literally go to a pharmacy and the pharmacist can prescribe you something. So definitely like that was one of my main things. Um, and then the whole tax situation as well. If you're a digital nomad and you're working with American clients, American companies that you don't really pay, you don't pay taxes in the country you're living in because you're not working there. So basically there's also this really cool rule with taxes where if you stay out of the United States for the majority of the year, which is like 330 days or more, you have to stay out 330 days or more. So you can only be in the United States basically like a couple of weeks per year. Um, you're basically exempt from paying taxes there oh, wow. because you don't live there. Yeah. So if you're a business owner making a lot of money, this is, you know, pretty pretty good deal. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, so those are the two main questions that I get. Safety, am I scared? I'm always here. I'm not, I mean, I I basically have been living here on and off anyway. I know what is safe, what's not. In my honest opinion, living in the United States is not safe at all. So I feel safer pretty much anywhere. But I I love living in Mexico because everyone's just really really friendly and it is very tourist centric. So I feel like you're, you're protected anyway, if you're a foreigner. And as far as the real estate process goes, this has been a fun little journey this year. Something I've always wanted to do was start investing in properties around the world. Mexico had was the easiest one that I had discovered. I did look in Spain, but Spain was a lot harder. With here, it's just, it's so easy. There's so many new developments being built. So you get really good pricing. You can get them pre-sale, which is what I did. So you get a cheaper price and then you would just have to wait for it to be built. So like my apartment's not going to be ready until December, but I got like a $14,000 discount. Oh, wow. So basically all you really need to do is sign legal papers. So I got a lawyer here. It was really easy. They were really straightforward. They're like, okay, here's your paperwork from the, the condo, the developers. You, you do it through a bank if you're going to be living close to the beach. So within 10 miles of the beach, you need to have something called a fide comiso which is just a bank trust basically. And yeah, you just go through the bank, you sign it through them, you pay the lawyer. It's, it's for closing costs and the lawyer. I think the lawyer total fee was like $2,000 and then closing costs are like $8,000, which is a lot, but it includes your taxes and things like that. 
And then you just, you have your property and each year you pay a tax, basically a foreigner tax, which is about $500. And then you pay a monthly tax, which is like less than $100. And then your HOA is around $100 as well, depending on the size of your apartment. So they, most of the buildings own, like mine has two pools, like a rooftop restaurant and it has 24 seven security. So paying a hundred dollars a month for HOA isn't too bad. (laughs) That is amazing. And some of the things that, you know, you have to go through obviously with all the legalities, what about the language? Was there any burden in terms of like not speaking the language? Like how did you go around that? Or was it just easier? Like people spoke English? Like what was that process Mm -hmm. like? So I actually speak Spanish, so that was easy for me. Even if I didn't, or even if it, like my Spanish is not as like fluent as I would like it to be, my realtor spoke English and Spanish. My lawyer speaks English and Spanish. Everyone that works here mostly speaks can speak English. But I wanted to make a solid effort to learn Spanish and become more fluent, not just because I live here and it would be beneficial to me, but also out of respect for the country that I'm living in. Yeah, absolutely. And then now when you were starting to look for places in Mexico. What about the the finances of it? Do you have to pay everything? Like, because I know in the United States, there's finances, you can get, you know, finance for certain things. But if you're out of the country, how do you go about that? Do you kind of have to pay for everything um, out of pocket yourself? Or will they take financing from the US? So I paid out of pocket and I got more discount and I paid a lot more up front and I got more discounts because of that, but they have different like payment plans. So I did 80, 20, which is like, no one does that. Like no one just drops 80% cash (laughs) up front, but I had it and it was just sitting there and I wanted the discount. So I did that, but most people will do like, you can do like 30, 40, 30 payments, or you can do like 20 something else, something else famous. I don't know math. Um, uh, but if you do want to do financing, my realtor suggested like not trying to get a loan in Mexico because the interest rate is like the highest. They said that you could technically get a loan from the United States or you could take out a mortgage in the United States and then you can use that money to get your property here. And that's fine. But like, that's all up to you. They don't have anything to do with it. Mm, interesting. But it's good to know that there's different options for people to do that. And also with everything that's skyrocketing in the United States, I'm sure it's happening in Mexico too, but it's just so ridiculous in the US. Like nobody, I mean, I live in New York City and none of my friends, you know, like who can own a place here now? It's like millions of dollars, you know, and but then you can go somewhere where the the place is so beautiful. The weather is nice. You know, you you feel like you're actually living in paradise and you can actually own something, which is incredible. Ultimately, that's why I chose to live in Mexico was because it's just your every day is like you're on a vacation and the properties are really beautiful. And was anywhere in the world. Like if I if I have a month off anyway, I would have come here because the luxury condos are like cheap to rent out. And I was like, oh, let me look into actually buying one. And I could. Um, so that's why I did it. And I did it in an area in Tulum, like, even though like Tulum, I, I prefer Playa because Playa is more walkable right now, but Tulum is being built in a way where it's going to be like very walkable and also very easy to rent out. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and that's another business decision right there is that when you're not there, you could actually mm-hmm. rent it out, which is income coming in, which is another source of income. I love yeah. that. So Alyssa, do you have any other recommendations or tips for somebody who does want to do this more permanently, live outside the US, maybe even, you know, buy a place in Mexico too? Yeah, I mean, my biggest recommendation is just to go there and get a place for like a month see if you like it, see if you like the area, maybe test out a few different like monthly rentals, talk to a realtor, talking to realtors is free. Like they're going to make a commission, but it doesn't affect the cost of like whatever you're looking into. I have, I wrote a very extensive guide if anyone wants it, but it's specifically for Mexico. Um, But I have that on my website. Um, I'm also starting to host when I'm in town, Mexico real estate discovery weekends. So I have like 10 people coming in two weeks and I'm basically going to, I get to like go take them to my favorite places in Tulum to like hang out. (laughs) And then my realtor is going to take them around to look at a bunch of different properties. So yeah, just doing it. Like I, I, I procrastinated myself. I procrastinated like years, two years actually, but it was because of COVID mostly. In 2020, I had finally saved enough money to like invest in a property. And I was going to, I was supposed to go to Bali. I had places picked out. I was going to get a villa and then COVID happened. My flight got canceled and I ended up stuck in Spain using that money to live because I didn't have any money coming in. So I procrastinated. I was scared of losing money. And I was still scared like when I was doing the buying process here because I'm like, oh, my God, that's all my money. But like also I didn't – there's nothing else I'm spending my money on. Mm-hmm. You know, like we don't have child. We don't have like – I mean my travels are paid for. So it was like, okay, this seems like a good idea. And then finally people were like – don't be scared. Don't have buyer's remorse because either way you own a property and your property is only going to go up in value. So even if you did need the money back, like as soon as it's built, it's already going to have an increased value, which I was like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes, thank you for that. Love that. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. That usually happens, right? Especially if you're um, buying something huge and it's like money that you worked really hard on and just to see mm-hmm. that all go away from like your bank account and you're like oh my gosh what did I do yeah. but if I, I mean okay. if you have to do it real estate is not a bad way to to exactly. put it in exactly you know it's not like I'm buying like I don't know like a car that's gonna depreciate you know yeah it's like this is a brand new luxury property in Tulum that either I can rent out or I can sell so yeah, I, I think it's a good as decision all around. So thank you. I need this. I need to talk today. Love that. Well, thank you so much, Alyssa, for joining us today. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Um, yeah, definitely shoot me a DM on my Life's a Travel Movie. That's my main account. Or if you want any of my tips, including the real estate and moving abroad resources, my website is also mylifesatravelmovie.com. Otherwise, TikTok, I have a bunch of tips on there. I mostly only do tips on there instead of like travel content, really. And yeah, if you have any interest in my Mexico real estate group trip or any of my group trips, just follow my Life's a Travel tribe because thanks to the Instagram algorithm, liking small accounts now, you have a better chance of seeing the announcements on there than my main account. Yeah, I know all of these algorithm changes are so crazy right now, but whatever. It's always going to be there. Thank you, Alyssa. We really appreciate you giving us all of these tips. Yeah, great chatting with you. 
I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Alyssa. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she's been able to create a freedom lifestyle as a travel influencer. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing, to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.